So this is technically part two. Part ran two. out of ran out of storage space. Yeah, we had to do yeah, some yeah. things. We back. We we'll edit it, clip. Da, 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 yeah, yeah, we back. But we're we're um, at this point. You're talking about um, you um, working on that MBA, but then you talked about that Harvard. Oh yeah, uh, business that, school process and not knowing that. Not like, knowing. Yeah. Not, not having. And, you know, people in my corner, my ear to say, Cornelius, you don't apply to Harvard Business School in the very last round. Like, you don't yeah. do that. They don't accept people <laughs> yeah. you, unless you're exceptional, exceptional, exceptional. And I, I didn't know that. And I got another rejection letter. Yeah. So that goes on like that continual that I got, you know, started in high school, you know, g- got rejected, yeah. you know, from Georgia yeah. Tech. And so it just seemed like it just. But, you know, thankfully, I didn't let that th- let those no's stop me from moving forward. So in that moment. When I got my rejection letter, the day later, I was like, okay, bro, what you gonna do? Mm. So I was like, well, Georgia Tech got a program, but man, I don't know. I don't know about Georgia Tech, it's not Harvard. But I was like, man, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's not, Harvard. it's not Harvard. So this is what I did, man. I was working at the state before they fired me, walked over, cause our office was right there on Georgia Tech's campus. Mm-hmm. I Googled the program. I was like, okay, they got a program that I could work in still and go to school. Walked across the street during my lunch break, walked up to the Indian dude, I forget his name, he was the director of the program. I said, hey, man, like, you know, how, what's the program about? And he started, he was very inquisitive. He's like, where do you work? I said, I work at the state of Georgia. He's like, oh, and you have a master's degree from Emory? And at that time, you know, I wasn't very proud of my Emory degree. Yeah, for sure. And he was like, oh, you got it in biomedical? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what, what do I have to do to get, you know, get accepted to the program? He's like, man, you're accepted. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, oh, wait, you for real? Yeah, for real, for real, yeah. I didn't have to say no GMAT or anything. He's like, you took the GRE. You remember my story about the GRE? Yeah. He said, you got a master's degree from Emory University. You're set. You can come to this school. You can come. I said, well, that's all it took? That, Brian, that I, on my lunch break, I went across the street and got accepted to Georgia Tech. And guess what? They had already started the program. Shut so I was up. already a week late. Shut up. <laughs> I was a week late to the school that rejected me, Georgia Tech. Wow. You see, did not accept me when I was when I was in. Similar to your, your story, right? I, bro. I didn't have to take one standardized test. I just had to show up in who I was at the time, and I got accepted with no questions asked. You just had to. You, you went on your lunch break. My lunch break. Boy, you said it. All you had to do was show up. Yeah. And you were accepted. That on the spot. He was like, just fill out this paperwork. And I say, he said, the program has already started, but you can come. We'll we meet again next week <laughs> on the weekends. What? And I got accepted, man. Like, I didn't have to take, I didn't have to fill out no, I think I had to backfill out some applications or something. Sure. But based on my work experience and that I already went to Morehouse and I had graduated from Emory University, they accepted me right then on my lunch break. That's favor, bro. Brother. Brother, brother. That's favor. I did not go through what everybody else went through to get through that program. At all. And then the crazy thing about it, when I graduated, after I had been, and this is all divine, so I, you know, you know, got fired. I could then hyper-focus on going to school. Mm-hmm. And then I, my, my grades were so far out of the roof, I was like a, what do they call it, a tower? I got a tower award from Georgia Tech from my GPA being so high. Like, it was like, they gave, I still have it somewhere. So I had this, and I was like, my, not only did Georgia Tech reject me back when I was in, but now I was able to go to the school. Yeah. I got one of the highest awards through my program because of my academic, because of my grades. Yeah. 
And I didn't think I was doing that well until they gave me the award because I thought everybody else, because, you know, you, different people from different backgrounds you just think are just doing really well. But then when it time came to see who was really shining, yeah. I said, bro, bro. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's me not on me. Yay. <laughs> it's me not on me. <laughs> you see? Wow. Man, and so that... You know, even though I didn't get my unemployment when they fired me, but I was, but you know what I'm saying? Because I do believe there was some jealousy in that. Mm. You know, this, bro, this brother's going to Georgia Tech. He's working yeah. on the weekends. Uh, he's going to school, not in some little rinky-dink school. Because I didn't right, want right. to go back to Emory. Right, right. I didn't go to, because of the Emory experience. I was like, let me, I'll go to Georgia Tech since I didn't go to Harvard. Yeah. I, since I didn't get into Harvard, not go, <laughs> since I didn't get into Harvard. Yeah. I'll go to Georgia Tech. Sure. And I'll work and I'll make this thing happen. And I think now looking back, you I had become a threat. Mm. Yeah. I've become oh, a yeah. threat because oh, now yeah. you got two master's degrees and yep. you can talk the language and you have the network. I got to get you out of here, bro. Yeah. You had to go. You coming for my job. But, but, and like she, she might've meant it, it for her or for them. Mm -hmm. It was a threat. Yeah. For them. It was, we got to get them up out of here mm -hmm. for you. It was like, yeah, you got to get up out of here. Yeah. You, Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. You had to, yeah. you had to get up out of there. Had to get up out of there. You just didn't know it was going to play out yeah. like that. Yeah. I had you no know? idea it was going to play out that way. Wow. And, and so that was my exit from um, out of the program. I did go to that graduation. I was I was extremely yeah. proud to have graduated yeah, from Georgia yeah. Tech. I think everybody came. My mama, everybody came. I was like, y'all come to this graduation. Right, right, right. Y'all going to see me walk around this stage from Georgia Tech. Y'all going to get this. Y'all going to get all <laughs> this get jacket. This there you go. <laughs> Get I'm a jacket. I'm a yellow jacket. It didn't come when I thought when I wanted to come, but it came right on time. Yeah. And so that's the blessing and just sticking to it, not not folding, man. And so yeah. that's how I ended at the state, but that's how I graduated from Georgia Tech. Mm. Yeah. Brother, this so this this conversation no. is what I'm learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm learning is to let go. Man. Right? Yeah, don't fight. Oh. Um, don't fight it. Yeah. And let, let, it's a life lesson. It's a podcast yeah. lesson. When I take my hands off the reins yeah. and we just, just let start it flow. to, man, this is the conversation. Yeah. You thought it was needed. something else, but oh, yeah, like yeah. you just didn't know how, you know, you see a, a nice oriental rug. I think it's oriental rug. You're on the back. It's all those, mm -hmm. it looks so, so messy. That's, mm -hmm. that's our journeys, man. Yeah. It's filled with a lot of ups and downs, knots and kinks and yeah. a knot here and start something new over there. But on yeah. the front, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's beautiful on the front. It is. It's man. a mess on the back. Wow. It's a mess on the back. <laughs> it's a mess on the back. <laughs> it's a mess. On the it's a mess on the back. So, so what, so you, you, you finish. Georgia Tech. At that point, where are you are you working by the time no, you finish? No, so then that's where the, the lifeline happened and where the state of Georgia was. So then it was like, okay, um, Morehouse School of Medicine. So Sorry. there was a person there named who knew me from the state, from my work at the state, and he was like, I don't know, he reached out to me or I reached out to him or some kind of way. He was like, yo, I'm, I'm starting this tech transfer office at Morehouse School of Medicine. Do you want to come and be the program manager? And I'm like, what? And then I applied. I got the job. And, and at that time, Dr. Montgomery Rice was the dean of students. She wasn't the president right. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was in the early days of, you know, her administration. And so I, I was like, OK. And I think they paid me $60,000. I said, man, I'm rich. I went from 45 to 60. What? I said, I'm on my way up. Brother, Let me go buy up. a car. No, no, I didn't buy a car. <laughs> 
But that's when that that whole experience began and it turned out to be hellacious. It was crazy because I went in thinking that I could do all this amazing work there but didn't understand the interconnectedness of these relationships there and yeah. how people really want to move. And so I bumped heads with James and I just didn't begin because there was another lady that came in. Mm-hmm. And so she was leading clinical clinical trial, like sponsored clinical trials work. And so I started working with her and I was also working with him. They were not getting along at all. And I'm saying this on the podcast because I can say that because I'm free because uh, that's my business. <laughs> All right, tell, all right. Come on, tell me. Right, yeah, because that's my business. Tab Bankston, uh, right? <laughs> and so um, they were not getting along, and it just became a crazy, crazy experience for me. And I was there for three, three and a half years, mm. and so, and that's when I got to know Dr. Montgomery Rice because I had when her because it was getting so bad, man. This brother took me to HR saying that I didn't know how to sell, send emails. He said I was using. Um, just a whole lot of things that came up against me in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I had Miss Bean in the office. Miss Bean, shout out to Miss Bean. Miss Bean's a, you know, older lady who's working as a, a program assistant with me and in, in, with Charlotte. But she was like, Cornelius, there's a king in you. You just got to keep keep going. You can't let well, it. And, and she was my earth work. angel yeah. in that office because yeah. I was just about to fold because it was just coming on me so heavy. And then I went to Dr. Montgomery Rice. I remember once I was like, this got to stop. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's when I became fortified and who I had to speak up for myself. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't just walk away and let somebody just continue to like hit me and hit me and hit me and hit me and beat me down. Mm-hmm. And that's when I began to fight back a bit more. Wow. And when I began to stand up for myself a bit more, he kind of started easing his way back because he didn't have a case. Mm-hmm. And then in that moment, out of the blue, David Hartnett from the Metro Atlanta Chamber called me because mm-hmm. he had seen my work from the state. He had seen I got a an MBA. He saw that I was from, at, you know, went to Emory. He saw my work with Dr. Montgomery Rice there yeah. at Morehouse School of Medicine. He's yeah. like, man, I got a job for you. Right. He said, but I don't know if you could leave Morehouse. I said, yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I will. Please come now. <laughs> when do I start? <laughs> yes, I don't care what it is. I'm gone. And right. in that moment, I got in a three and a half year mark. I got the role. And so I was director wow. now yep. at the Metro Atlanta Chamber, where I think they started paying me ninety thousand dollars. Hey man, I hey. said Jesus, I'm rich. Hey look, <laughs> it just inched up, right? Hey, and sure. at that moment, I did go buy a car, I bought a BMW X X X4. Oh, <laughs> when I got X4? that job, I had to go yeah. get me a little truck. Yeah. And but at any rate, so that's how I ended at Morehouse School of Medicine, and that's how I got the role over at um, the Metro Atlanta Chamber. Gotcha. So shout out to David Hartnett who um, didn't know all the things that were happening at the moment with me at Morehouse School of Medicine. And that's how, so, and when I got the role at the chamber, everybody was like, oh my God, Cornelius is a guy. So I became yeah. that guy oh, yeah. in Atlanta. Like I was really you, that guy. No, no, so that's yeah. where I met you. That's where you met me. You were in Metro Atlanta yeah. chamber when, when I met you and I was like, oh, this is the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I was that guy. You, yeah. it was for me, yeah. from my lens, yeah, yeah. coming into Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Graduated Morehouse. Went to grad school at UNC. Yeah. It was away from Atlanta for six years. Yeah. Went to Oakland. Was at Genentech for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Come back to Atlanta for Smash. You and mm-hmm. Joey Womack. Joey oh, Womack. Joey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joey, Joey. was like the f- one of the first people I met with at the gathering spot. Oh, enough. yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Shout out to the gathering spot. Gathering spot, spot was Ryan a, and that's TK. A spot. That's it, man. Right. That's Y'all want to sponsor? Grab your wife. Yes, it. That's it. Um, I was, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. Th- 
like I was like, oh no, I'm I'm plugged in with the guys. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm straight. Like these mm-hmm. guys are. Yeah. This is it, man. These yeah. guys know they know how to move. They know, they know move. people. Yeah. They they hustle like. Yeah. They make stuff. They're doers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, when I when I met you, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is Cornelius. Oh yeah, he's he's just the yeah, guy. Yeah. And he, yeah, he rocks with me. Like, yeah, he invites me to stuff. <laughs> and I'm I just straight. go. I go here. Yeah, I just yeah, be going. You know, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. you were definitely you yeah. from my lens. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is definitely the man. It was a blessing, right here. man. That was a blessing. So that's when my profile in the city of Atlanta rose. I remember I I, I even moderated a panel for all the future mayors. That was. Keisha mm. Lance Bottom was on there, all them. And like, I was cool with um, Caesar Mitchell and yeah, people yeah, yeah. like knew me. I was like, man, how did I get here from all these no's? Yeah. I became a recognizable face in the Atlanta business community, which was something that I didn't even know could exist. And so, Dr. Montgomery Rice, she was my chairperson for the entire time I was at the chamber. Wow. She was the person that chaired my um, bioscience leadership council yeah. um, yep. there at yep. the chamber. And so, for those three years, she was there. She was there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Man, you know, I I find it um, so Mm. intriguing when I think about, like, I think about this a a lot, how you meet someone Mm -hmm. at a certain point in time. Yeah. Like, I I do this with folks at Morehouse School of Medicine. Mm -hmm. I just found out some folks I thought had been there for years, they're Mm -hmm. like, as new as I am, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I thought you had been here for right, 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 right. for a minute. I'm like, no, 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 I'm pretty new. And it's like you meet someone mm-hmm. at a particular moment, yeah, and you don't know all of this stuff that you just shared. All no of idea of this. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. yeah, no yeah. idea. I'm like, oh, this is just a man. This right, guy, right. Oh, yeah, he's got his MBA. Yeah. Oh, he got. Oh, he was a chemistry major. Oh, that's my man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's the man. He, of course, he's here. Of course. Right, right. And for you, you like, bro, bro what? <laughs> This thing was this hell. thing was all but guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and for me, mm-hmm. it's like it's a no-brainer mm-hmm. that you're here. And so it, it's um, I try to remember that when mm-hmm. I'm engaging with people. Like everybody has a story, story. yeah, and a path, yeah, and a journey yeah. to get to where they are. And then you look on the other side, man. What's on the other the side? side. <laughs> More stuff, bro. You just gotta keep growing and keep just moving. Like got to, bro. you gotta keep going, man. Like. Like even the chamber wasn't the stop. So yeah, similar yeah. to you, you know, yeah. I got my opportunity to get a Silicon Valley job. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yo. And they came because I was doing that work. I was connecting Atlanta to Silicon Valley. And there was yep. a startup. The COO was like, Man, you could be my man in Atlanta. You can get me all these deals. And I was like, Yeah, bro, I know all these companies. Yeah. And so they offered me a job and they paid me, I think they paid me a hundred and fifty starting. Mm-hmm. That's that's a jump. That was a jump. That's a jump. I said, I'm rich. Hey, also, <laughs> thank you for saying, thank you for putting the salary out there. Yeah. Because, yeah. number one, I think it's just one of those things that has been too um, mm-hmm. uh, mysterious yeah. and that we've let be too yeah. too mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think it's some, it's some, our people need to know. They need to know, like, like, it didn't just, I didn't end up there. I started out at 20,000 in grad school. I got my first job, I got 40,000. Yeah. The second one, they gave me six, I got, I earned 60. Yeah. Then I earned 90. Yeah. Right. And then I got to 140. Yeah. You know, 150, whatever it was at the time. Yeah. And so it wasn't, I just didn't jump in. And I think when some people, I meet people, they just automatically think like, oh, you just, no, bro. Yeah. I went from 20, I went from zero 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to this, it. and, it's, and it's been years of work and years of relationship building, yeah. years of trying to prove myself in spaces where people like me do not show up. Yeah. Right. And so, now I'm standing ten toes down on this thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Unapologetically. Yeah. Because I've earned, I've earned the seat, Hell man. Yeah. I've, bro, I've Come on. earned this Talk seat. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, like, oh, man, I, I, I do not shy away from that now because it has. I've had, I got some scars for this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so real. that's why when you walk up in this space, it's intentional. Oh, yeah. Because of all of those lessons I learned along the way, it's poured into this, mm. right? I don't want you to, I don't want people coming here and feel like they, they, they don't, you, you, you can't do the work. Mm. There's no space for you. There is space for you here. Come on. And it's going to speak to your culture. It's going to speak to you. as mean, you can be white, you can, but you're going to feel the goodness because we're doing good work. We're action oriented, our intentions are right, and we're grounded. We're grounded, man. So, anyway. Well, we're here. No, 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 yeah. not anyway. Yeah. We're at this we're point. We're physically in this space, bro. And we're at this space in the journey. We're in there the journey. In the journey. Yeah. So, tell us how tell we get here. People, so, man. yeah, so the story goes I got fired yet again. Uh, for my Silicon Valley job, um, didn't know, but they fired a group of us at the same time. And I, you know, Silicon Valley people, they, they hire because they, they're trying to figure it out. And yeah. I didn't know at the time I took it personally. And that, that same week, I remember March of 2019, mm. March 15th, 2019, I got a call on a Monday. It's like, Hey, we're going to part ways with you. Da 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 da. And I was like, okay, cool. And at that Thursday, I had filed my papers for tech plug for LLC at the state of Georgia. So that right. same week, I started Tech Plug. When they said no, in 2019, I started Tech Plug because I said I am not going to put myself in a position again where my livelihood is based on one person's thought of my work. Mm. I said I can't put my my financial future in someone else's hand, and also the way that I thought about the work they were doing, which is great work. You know, they have partnerships with Morehouse School of Medicine, but I felt that there was a need to show these Silicon Valley based companies how you draw, how you truly engage vulnerable and marginalized communities around their technology. Mm. And this was pre COVID. So yeah, nobody was yeah. up here talking about, let's get, let's get these technologies to people because COVID wasn't even a thing at the moment, but right. God is so strategic, bro. Wow. In that I had to start tech plug in March of 20 cause COVID was, was coming. Wow. COVID came a year later. And I already had a customer that we had developed, helped help her to sell her COVID test into vulnerable and marginalized communities. So my yes at that moment set me up through COVID to do this work, the most wow. important work I think I've, I've been able to do. Wow. And it's a blessing. And I'm humbled that I get a chance to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how Tech Plug began, out of a rejection. Yep. Out of a rejection. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, if you can see all these rejections oh, yeah. I've had along the way. Oh, yeah. It was a rejection, but this is the longest I've ever had a job. Yeah. <laughs> my, my term is usually around three years at a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tech Plug is four years old. Wow. Four years old. And um, we started this journey in 2019 to be the answer to black and brown communities that were not getting innovative solutions so that people can be proactive about their care. Mm. And so we strategically go in places like Silicon Valley to help mm. those founders and those CEOs understand you can be profitable by doing work in a community like this. Yeah. It just requires a certain type of focus and knowing how to localize your technology to meet the need of that end user. Yeah. And so that is what we built the company around. And that started in 2019. I, I had a 
bro. And then that life happened again. Yeah, I had a big, yeah. a huge breakup. Yeah. That I thought was gonna take me out. And mm. and um, so 2019 we started in March. The relationship started decline. I'm thinking was it attached to my big salary, my Silicon Valley salary, my big. <laughs> That thing ended, but that thing was crazy. So that ended, mm-hmm. and I, I, I hit a low. That was the lowest I had ever hit. And then I moved out of my townhouse, moved into my mama's bonus room, stayed in that bonus room for seven months on the floor because I refused to go sleep in one of her beds because I was like, I am a 40-year-old man. I will not go and wow. sleep in a bed. I will sleep on this floor and figure this thing out. And so I was in her bonus room. I remember her saying, telling my sister, like, is he okay in there? Because they didn't know how to treat me because yeah, I was in there yeah. really trying to trying to get my life together. So I was on yeah. the floor, sleeping on the floor on a on a on the cushions from a from a sofa, literally on the floor at night, mapping stuff out, trying to figure it out. Refused to go sleep in one of them beds because I was like, this is not this is not how it ends. And did that for seven months. Saved up some money, man. I Ubered during COVID. I was an Uber driver in Atlanta where I was hosting, you know, five star dinners. I was knocking on doors, delivering milk to people that I know this one woman. She knew me because I had, we had drinks at Houston's and had delivered her some baby milk and uh, delivered her some baby milk. And my face will show up on the Uber, on the um, Instagram, not Instagram. Instacart. Mm-hmm. I was Instacart, and I went yeah. Uber. I was doing yeah. Instacart, yeah, yeah, yeah. delivering groceries. So I would go and get these big during COVID because I was like, I gotta make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And I remember delivering her some milk, and she she tipped me twenty dollars. And I was like, man, she probably she knew who I was because yeah. she saw me in my other days where I'm just out here balling, taking yeah, people out to eat, yeah. flying them over to Silicon Valley. But yeah. brother was out here on Instacart, packing wow. up my car out here with groceries, delivering groceries around Atlanta, humbling. But it also gave me the fortitude to keep pushing. And mm. so I did that for several months. Wow. And then where in June, July of that, um, that following year, 2020, I was like, okay, God has said move. So I had everything in storage. I feel like this, like, this is like one of those moments, like, child, you went through that, child? Like, what? Yeah. It, it was real. And so went through that, said, okay, I'm gonna move to Dallas. Moved to Dallas. Credit, my, my credit was so jacked up. I think I had a 400 credit score because mm. I tried to get I brought I had a 400 credit score. Yeah. I had allowed my life to hit that. I was that rock bottom, the relationship and everything tanked. Yeah. And I had to climb out of that hole. And with God's guidance and my mama and my sister, you know, they extremely, you know, blessings to them, man. Like, yeah. bro, like yeah. blessings to them. Um, and so in that moment, doing Uber, so I was like, okay, I felt the need that I need to move. And so I was like, okay, I moved to Dallas. So during COVID, the height of COVID, um, my cousin Mia, shout out to her, she co-signed with me on that apartment in Dallas. Mm. I'm saying all this because I really want this to be real. Yeah. Because I think some people just look at the facade and they see things, oh, they yeah. see a building, they see a car, they see a house, and they don't understand the struggle and the people and the people around you that hold you up so that you can actually get to this neck, like literally help lift you up so you can get there. Mia had to co-sign with me for an apartment in Dallas. Yeah. And that's my, that's my one call, that's all. And today, which is July 30th, 31st, 31st, makes three years that this is my third year interview when we had got hooked up my car on a U-Haul and drove from Atlanta to Dallas into that one bedroom wow. apartment where I sat for a whole year with a desk and a bed 
and worked on Tech Plug by myself in there working. I worked so hard, bro, I had a, a wingback chair that I wore out the, seat, the cushion in it because I would sit there so long working, like really, really working around this concept and getting clients and, and proving myself with them that I can do the work during COVID. And so I did that for a year and then I had a keynote opportunity in New Orleans and got the opportunity to move here um, through NOLA BA, the New Orleans Business Alliance. Um, the president at the time named Quentin was like, yo, have you ever thought about a brick and mortar space? And you hear all the stuff I've been through. Yeah. I'm a brick and mortar space, bro. I'm up in here living in uh, <laughs> Dallas right. in this one bedroom apartment. He's like, yeah, man, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a $25,000 grant to relocate and expand in New Orleans. I said, God, how am I going to make this thing happen? Bruh, packed up, got my friend Tawana Harris. Shout out Tawana. One April before I moved here, we came. I was like, I got to find a building in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. We went riding around the city. She flew in with me. Not with me. She came in and I came in. We came on different flights. But I came in from Dallas. She came in from Atlanta. That's my homie. We drove around. We came down this street here on Ursuline. Mm -hmm. And it had paper all up to the windows here. Mm. And we got out. I said, Twin, I think this is it. She's like, Cornelius, this is it. Next day, we came back together. We walked in. This was a dust bowl, man. There was no AC in here. There was no lights. It was dark. Mm. This building had none of these things in it. And I was like, I said, Twan, this is it. This is it. And I just knew this was the spot. I just felt like this is where God called us to be. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I've never had a commercial lease before, but we're going to make the jump. And two years later, we're here, and we're in a space of 1,800 square feet. We, all this stuff we built into it, man. This was $60,000 worth of work that wow. I poured into this space with the support of um, NOLA BA um, to put the AC in and this kitchenette and blessings to Tyler who owned the building, mm -hmm. who owns the building and have worked with us to get this up to code through Ida, Hurricane Ida. Hurricane Ida wow. blew down the door and I was like, I'm not moving back. I'm not going to New Orleans. I'm going to stay in Atlanta. Yeah. God saw differently. And so my promise to myself through this entire journey is I'm going to, my mom would say, you do right by New Orleans, New Orleans do right by you. But what I am hyper-focused on is doing the work and, and doing it in excellence yeah. for the people that walk through, along this sidewalk and that live in this community, for this space to be a beacon of hope, to be a place where they can come and get connected to solutions that can um, revolutionize their life, but also for those founders that are in Silicon Valley that they could come here and they work out of this space and they get connected to the real people mm -hmm. that are being impacted by diabetes that are, and they can see it, you know, cause they live in a bubble in San Francisco. But when they come here, they're like Cornelius, I didn't know it was like this. I know that's why we're here. Yeah. So you can see it. And so that your innovation now can meet his or her need. Wow. That's why we're here, man. I could not have orchestrated this path. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why we're here. That's my journey up to date, bro. With this work. They didn't know, but they know on this podcast, bro. Hey man. <laughs> this is but, but this is why we do it, bro. Yeah. Like this is why this is why I do it, man. Mm -hmm. Because your story it's not just yours, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It it um um so many people mm -hmm. um have stories and journeys mm -hmm. that um, 
I don't even know that they realize mm-hmm. are um, worth being shared. Right. Um, and that they need to be reminded. Because sometimes you're embarrassed by the struggle. Oh. Embarrassed by the rejection of not not getting a PhD or mm-hmm. not getting fired from jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or getting fired from jobs. <laughs> ah. Right. No. Man, look. The shame, the shame alone mm-hmm. can yeah. take you out, man. It can. It can prevent you not just from telling the story. It, it can prevent you from persisting. Yeah. And... Um, Man, I mean, your 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 story is um, is so um, not just inspirational. Mm-hmm. You need to get that. Oh, it's Pam. Let me ask. Let me answer right quick. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Hey, ma'am. Um, can I call you back? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing a podcast. I I didn't even know, ma'am. I I'm gonna um. Can I call you back? <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. That's Pam. You have you met Pam over at Morehouse School? Pam what? Alec, Pam. That's my girl. I don't think so. She she um she's in town for interview? No, she she's not here. Oh, um okay. I don't know what that's about. Okay, but we'll okay. But yeah, what was they what were we saying? I, I was just saying, um, the shame prevents people from from um, sometimes from, from persisting and I, yeah, I, I you, you said it, man. You you said it. You said it all. And um, I think really your story, I think it's one about hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, there's so many lessons in it, and so many parallels be- mm-hmm. between ours. And, mm-hmm. and um, but I think that 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 idea of things are always working out for me mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um that idea of mm-hmm. um all things are working together mm-hmm. for my good mm-hmm. that affirmation that mm-hmm. that whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it is um mm-hmm. i mean it's evident mm-hmm. you know what i mean you got years years by plural years <laughs> of of evidence mm-hmm. of um life um working out for you and man. it's just professional work oh this is you know oh, what i'm saying you right. know it's just for those that did not or because i come from a background of i'm the first my mom started school but she had me she didn't finish school so she spent her entire life raising my sister and i right and and she has high standards mm. you have never thought that we were on um, public assistance on how we showed up because yeah. we were in third grade washing our shoestrings because she's like when you walk out of this house you're representing me so that that standard had always been like embedded in me and so and I think just from her early kind of like you know we lived in a one bedroom apartment but she always knew that there was something better and yeah. I think that early you know yeah. pouring that into me early um, and she being my advocate and champion when I was in school because they labeled me as a person that couldn't read. And, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, I became this person that was actually smart. You know what I'm saying? I just had yeah. to, you know, figure my pathway out. Because I could be, be like any other person out here on the street, man. Sure. Like, really, sure. I could be strung out because of all these no's, all of these rejections that I've experienced from childhood, 
you know, daddy issues, bro. He talking about me like I was, like I dog. You know, mm. we cool now. I buy him yeah. tennis shoes for his birthday. But, you know, <laughs> but we don't have the strongest relationship. But sure. those things that I saw as, as people would say, as the, as the enemy setting seeds so that I could just wallow in it, that I could have been a statistic. Yeah. You know, I could have, man, there's so many, there's so many, there were so many landmines along the way that I could have just fallen in and stayed there. Yeah. So, Brian, I'm talking about so many, and I'm looking at it as black men, because we don't have these conversations to see the parallel, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I'm, I'm honest about the salary cap, because I don't have anything to prove it by love. No, For bro. Sure. I've, I've done Instacart in the last two years. I know what the app looks like, and I know what how many rides I have to do in order to make the money I need to put gas in so I can do it the next day. Yeah. Or just to do Instacart enough so I can get my flight to Dallas because I'm moving there. Mm. So this isn't coming from a place of, and I've also had private jet opportunities and all these other opportunities. It's not about that at this stage in my life. It's about what I can do, all the lessons I've been able to grow through and survive so I can gift it back in a way that transform lives mm. in a significant way. Mm. And I'm not playing with that. Yeah. I'm not playing with that. And that now, I was listening to someone on Instagram, like a focused man is a dangerous man. Mm. And I feel that now because sex doesn't even do what it did three mm. years or four years ago for me. Mm. Like, I'll be out of my mind, bro. Yeah. I got to find it. I got to yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get it. Some, where? where? Yeah, I got to find it. <laughs> He's going to get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. But yeah, at yeah. this stage of my <laughs> life, it is such a different, because my yes is connected to somebody else's yes. Mm. And I just, I don't take that for granted at this stage. Yeah. I really don't. Although I do like some sex, man. <laughs> and I do want it. But it's, it doesn't dry. It doesn't. It doesn't pull me in directions where there was a man. Let me tell you, I got man. There's so much I want to. There, there was a message yesterday. TJ Jakes was speaking about snatched, and how God will snatch you out of a situation to get your attention. Mm. And that's what I felt when that relationship of mine ended. Yeah, because it could have killed me if I had stayed there too long. Literally mm. could have killed me. And I realized in that moment, bro. Not, maybe a year or two later, like, oh, you've been saved. Mm. You've been spared. Wow. So what you going to do with this opportunity? Wow. What you going to do? Are you going to sit here and play? Or get about the work of doing the work? Yeah. So that's why you got this Cornelius today that wear sneakers to work and not suited like he was when you first yeah, met him. Yeah, that's you know? right. That's you, you, right. Get a, you get another brother now. Yeah. You know, he's a little different. He's a bit more outspoken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit more outspoken. Man, I'm grateful for you, man. Man. Man, I'm grateful for you. It's a blessing. I, Dude, yeah, I think you're. I appreciate the transparency, man. Mm -hmm. the, the 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 honesty and the um, yeah, man. I appreciate you sharing. And I think that the people need to hear this. I needed to hear this, mm. and I think in some ways you needed. Uh, I, man, I have forgotten all about it. it man. Yeah. I need. I had forgotten all about this, man. Like. I'm going to give you another insight. I'm telling all this, and so now I'm getting no, excited. No, no, no. I'm getting excited. No, no, right. We still um, in it. We in it. I I um. I got a cold outreach from Forbes Publishing. You know, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, what's Forbes Books want to do with me? So anyways, I had a call with them on Friday. So they, I guess they had Googled me and the work that we're doing with Tech Plug. And so they was like, have you ever thought about writing a book? Hmm. And I was like, Child. I said, what's the gimmick? How much money I got to pay y'all? Right, 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 right. Because there's a gimmick here. And so she was like, yeah, it's 3K to, to do the outline. And then there's $65,000 if you want to start the process. I was like, God dang it, girl, what is this? You know, but 
it wasn't so much about the dollar amount, but even having them to, re to reach out to me that I have something that could share, that I could just reach one person about yeah. what I've grown through. Yeah. Was val and even having you come be here on Monday, like I had yeah. to call on Friday, you're here on Monday, it validates all of that life experience that I've had that I thought I was so ashamed of. I'm mm. so ashamed of not getting that. I'm ne and I didn't even never spoke about it. I always used to say when people say, you went to Emory, yeah, I got a graduate degree from Emory. Yeah. I wouldn't say yeah, I got yeah. a master's degree. Wow. I got a graduate degree. Why? Wow. Because I was so embarrassed by that, mm. right? Or, you know, being 44 and not married and people looking at you like, well, you got the car, you got the house, you got the job, you got to you have some money. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you're getting all those stares. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm 10 toes down on this thing. I, I really don't care what stories are being told. Mm. I really don't care. Mm. You know, it hurts my feelings if it hurts my mom or my sister or someone sure. like that. Sure. But for me, I don't care because I'm out here doing good work. I'm yeah. not out here hoeing around. I used to be hoeing around. <laughs> no. No, we go. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I did ahead. do that. The spirit of my daddy did come up in me we in that little wild. bit. But other than that, you know, I, <laughs> it was, bro. You better, you better own it. You better call it out so you can recognize it, so Dang. it won't overtake you. That look, <laughs> look. That's not so. Somebody need to hear. You that. better be honest with yourself, you, man. So, I'll tell you, the two, uh, um lessons, if you will, two words, really, mm -hmm. that that got me through just in the last few months, I was going through just a period of like, mm -hmm. just self doubt, just doubting where I am mm -hmm. professionally and mm -hmm. um, financially, just like, man, I'm just not yeah. where I'm and acceptance. Mm. Acceptance mm -hmm. has been a theme. Mm -hmm. And I've shared mm -hmm. that with different people and that has resonated with them. Right. Um, and, and where they work in, in very different circumstances, but mm -hmm. acceptance yes. is key. And um, and then acknowledging, right? Like mm. I had to acknowledge, yeah. um, which, which was paired with acceptance, but I had to acknowledge where I really was, mm -hmm. right? How I was really feeling. Yeah. And so one of the things my therapist said, we were talking, this was maybe a few months ago, mm -hmm. I was caught up at one point between how I felt and how I thought I should feel. Mm. And that tension is where I was living. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so getting to my truth, mm -hmm. right, and acknowledging and giving myself permission to feel what mm -hmm. I was feeling mm -hmm. about my job, mm -hmm. about my finances, mm -hmm. about where I was in life, about my relationship, mm -hmm. allowed me to see it, acknowledge it, mm -hmm. and then move forward Yes, and look for solutions yes. and find a path forward. Mm -hmm. But I, I couldn't get there because I was living in that in tension. tension, in that right. space between like, oh, mm -hmm. I shouldn't feel like this. I should be grateful. It's like, no, mm -hmm. you can be grateful and frustrated. You can be. Right? Yeah. Now what you going to do? do? Yes. Right? What and you so gonna do? getting to the, yeah. the doing, yeah. that's where... But that's where, if we want to really talk, that's where God is, right? Mm. He's in the doing. You, you, mm. you, you've done, and everything you said, mm -hmm. you never said. So I, so I stopped, mm -hmm. right? So I, I let that go, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't, it, it wasn't. It, you, you found a way. It might, you might have paused, mm -hmm. but you found a way to keep going. Keep going, man. And as you went, mm -hmm. when you walked across that street. Bro. It was an acceptance. It was, it was an acceptance, bro. On the spot. Who? 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 Get, who? 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 That's the name of the who? episode right That's there. it. Who? Who? Bro, who? like, who? 
Like if you think about it, right? You this right here, I'm having. You know, tonight I'm just gonna lay in the bed. I'm like, bro, yeah. this thing is wild. Like oh, yeah. who would have it? Who would have ever thought? And these are just small things. Just walk across the street, inquire and get accepted yeah. to Georgia Tech. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. Just because. Off the strength. <laughs> you know, come to New Orleans, bro. Like the wild thing about New Orleans. I don't have no connections in New Orleans. I don't have any family here. I didn't go to any schools here. I don't have any business relationships here. I ain't got nothing down here but a hope and a dream. Wow. And for the last two years, I took that same thought that I had in Dallas. I show up every day. Mm. I'm committed to the work. So if you walk by here and I'm not in another meeting, I'm in here working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Committed yeah. to the work. Oh, yeah. Doing what I said I was going to do. Healthy Blue is our power by sponsor. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on the... Yeah. They on the dough, bro. They on the dough. I saw it on the... I saw it. I saw it. I did not. They, 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 they are a power by sponsor. Wow. Because we're committed to the work. isn't? And this is not something that I'm... I'm, I'm on a mission to show Silicon Valley that I don't have to be on, on, on in Palo Alto. Right. I don't have to be on Sand Hill Road right, right. To, to drive. They're going to come here. Yeah. On Ursuline and Durgenwa. Come on. They come in here, bro. Come on. How 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 we do this work, bro? We closed we helped one of our companies get a Walmart deal. Wow. And that deal did not come from me knocking on that. We did a community event, a tech plug community event in New York in 2020. Mm. Helping people. It was all about helping people. Yeah. And it built from there. Yeah. Man, I ain't playing with these people in the street, man. Hey, man, I, it's it's clear. <laughs> I, I, I am not. We got a long way to go. Sure. You know, but we've come a mighty long way yeah. from just an idea to actually now we have receipts. Yeah. Like we literally have receipts that I can now take to Silicon Valley and take to D.C. and take to New York. Call these people. Yeah. Fact checkers. Yep. We did that. We did that deal, we did that deal, we did that deal, and this is how we did it. And we had a cohort of three companies that came here. Two of them have secured partnership deals mm. since April. Mm. We have receipts. Yeah. From nothing, man. Literally. From an from a idea. From an idea because I got fired from a job on Monday. Come on. Got an LLC on Thursday. Hey, bro. And, uh, you know, it's... This isn't even this isn't even the the business podcast. It's not. This isn't an entrepreneur podcast. Like, and I and that's really by design, mm -hmm. right? I'm I'm very much like, I, I, in the episode breakdown, mm -hmm. the man. Right? Yeah, I saw Who is that. Cornelius Bankston, the man, yeah. not just the professional, right? Um, but what you're talking about isn't just work. It's not. Isn't just a job. Mm, this is my right? ministry, man. There you go. This is my ministry. Like, I have to show up. The reason why certain relationships or things didn't work out is because I wasn't being honest with myself. Mm. And so when I started being honest with myself, looking myself in the, in the mirror mm. on how I was showing up, then other things began to open up because I then began to be honest with myself. Mm. It, would not, it couldn't happen five years ago because I didn't know who I was. Yeah. All the stuff I've been able to face here, in the nose and nobody believing me and driving by looking to see if he's in there. Did it fold? Is he in there? I see more lights on, but are they really doing it? I, I would not have the internal, I wouldn't have the mental stamina to, to, to withstand that. Yeah. I would not, if I had not had these other nose, yeah. like the entire journey, 
everything that we go through, I think, in life is very incremental. Like, okay, you said no at UNC my, 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 my senior year of high school, but they said yes to me when it's time for me to get a PhD. Yeah. You know, she said no, but then I got the job at Genentech. Yep. Genentech led me to Kport. I needed mm-hmm. that because now I touch, how many lives have you touched with, through the SMASH program? You know, yeah. and those are yeah. seeds. Yeah. And they will not forget what you have done for them and they're going to pour into someone else. Oh, for sure. And I'm already seeing it. And you're seeing it. And I'm seeing it. You know what I'm saying? That's the gift. I'm very grateful for that. That's definitely a gift because, you know, a lot of times, man, when you're doing this, like, people-centered work and this human-centered work, you know, sometimes that, that, that payoff doesn't happen immediately. It doesn't. Right. And as scientists or you, you know, researchers, you kind of get used mm-hmm. to the delayed gratification. You're right. Um, and working with people, you know, you get your little nuggets, you get you get wins here and there. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, always yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but man, whenever you get mm-hmm. to see that seeds you planted sprout, man, that first group of, of guys I worked with, yeah, yeah. that first group who you came and yeah, talked yeah, to, yeah. these dudes are seniors, man. Really? Dude, these dudes are seniors in college, man. Wow. I just sent one of them, two of them, uh, one from that cohort and one from the next cohort to uh, um, Fred Hutch as undergrads. Yeah. Now. They're participating in the program. See? I'm over So at, you, you're you a land shipment young to these guys. Amen. You see? Amen. And, and, and paying I, it forward. I'm paying it forward and, and pull I, them along. And I can and I'm I'm only doing it because I had a land shipping young. Yeah. And land shipping young is doing it because he had a, you know, who a, a McBay. A yeah. Henry McBay, right? Right. And so, um, yeah, man, the 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 mm-hmm. the the planting of seeds, man, the um mm. the work is the work is is, is so important and um I appreciate you sharing, man. You're absolutely right. It's so clear walking mm-hmm. in this space mm-hmm. and even shooting this episode with you mm-hmm. that this is your ministry. It is. Um, and I, I, I and the people, I, I love seeing the people walk by yeah. in some ways because it's like, you know, they're looking, trying to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, there's two brothers in here. Yeah, with on, the sky, on the green couch, right? on, on the podcast. A, right, with a big, big picture. A big painting of. Uh, <laughs> Madam CJ Walker in the back. Come on, man. Come on, like, man. what what they in there doing? Like, right. what is happening? Hey. And it's like, yeah. man, but the people, the people you're, you're impacting mm, and God. the people they're going to impact, man, because yeah. you're not just serving this community, mm-hmm. man. You're serving so many communities mm-hmm. by working with entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. people other people who are trying to do the work it's yeah. um it's a blessing man I, I i love it man i'm, I'm grateful for you bro oh, i really thank am. you man like i really thought our podcast was gonna i was gonna be like this whole per, it is a personal journey this is very personal to me because i've shared a lot of stuff with you that even in our weekly bi-weekly conversations i you didn't even know oh, yeah, right yeah. and and those i think is even more like closer to me those rejections were like defining moments for me you yeah. know, beyond any other personal experience I've had because they kind of shaped how I show up in the world, right? Or how, how I have showed up in the world. And the reason why I can sit on this couch and have this kind of conversation with you, you yeah. know, because I'm not putting it on, I'm not putting on from nobody. Yeah. I, I ain't putting, I feel like Steve Hart when he up here talking about he can't speak good English and he up here talking about, I ain't, bro, that's how I feel. When you yeah. get free, yeah. what? Yeah. No, I ain't gonna do it, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it, <laughs> <laughs> and even with Tabitha Brown, like when you know Tabitha got, she started talking about how she just had to stop changing her voice, yeah. like she's not from North Carolina or something. Yeah. Like she had to just start talking like she talked. 
it's freeing because I have put on for so long. I yeah. think one of your questions around the imposter syndrome, right? I had put on for so long because I had there were certain ways I had to show up at work. Yeah. To be honest with you, if a white woman hugged me, I had to hug her a certain way so I would not feel like I was trying to. And if I stood beside, I had to hold my. I had to. I read yeah. stuff, man, on how I need to hold myself when yeah. I'm around certain people wow. because I I don't want to. I didn't want to come off as if I was trying to intimidate them. Mm. Like I read that in a book. And to be at this space where I don't care who you are, you can come in and get a hug, maybe not, but you're gonna get this energy, you're gonna get out here yeah. feeling some goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna wanna come back and get some more of this. Yeah. But but it took time. Yeah. And I think people want stuff so quickly and they don't realize it is a process. And yeah. that was the, the part of the sermon yesterday around. It's a process. Mm. To come down here to New Orleans and get a gumbo and get that rule right. Mm. It's not microwavable. It's gonna yeah. take some time yeah, yeah, yeah. to get all of that seasoning right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That roux, bro, Talk it's gonna take some time. It. It's a process. And yeah. even for you to sit here to have had your experience and now to be on the other side of it, now you got another journey. There'll be another inflection point. Yeah. And then you get up and then there'll be another inflection point. Just expect them. Yeah. I think you get to a point where you're like, yeah, child. I gotta go through this growing pain, yep. or no, or just embrace it. Just like, okay, what what do I learn from this, and not fight it as much? Yeah, acceptance. Yeah, that's your that's your word. Yeah, it's been been the thing, man. Yeah, you man. Like, how do how do I how do I even think about like my life? Mm-hmm. I was sharing my mom who was here for seven days. Like we were talking, my nephew was here, and I was like, man, you know, I ain't got no kids. You know, I've always thought I would have some kids by now, and I don't have no kids. Yeah. And just, just thinking, but just imbr- accepting where I'm at and yeah. the decisions that I made this point in my life, and being true to myself, and feeling whatever I need to feel around that. Yeah. As I grow through it, um, and you know, and see what happens in in year, the next year or two, and just yeah. keep pushing. Bruh. Look, I mean, we could. We, we can do this all going. night, man. We can do this so all much. night. Then we can break down your life. Man, we could be here oh, yeah, all yeah. night, no, sitting no, no. here on this couch. Let's go get some chicken. And, and say, man, Look. I can't do no chicken. I got I to run in the morning. <laughs> I'm trying to, do, trying to do a little bit better. <laughs> I'm trying to do better. Yes. Like, you talked about the increments, the increments. man. We yes, want to do yes. incrementally better. Yes, 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 indeed. We, we got to get a part two in. Oh, you want we a part get, two? Oh, we got to get a part two. We, we'll figure that out. Let's do it. I'll be in Atlanta in August for a whole week. Oh, yeah. But the, yeah, yeah, for a whole week for my yeah. birthday, I'll be there. Yeah, we got time then. We, we got, got time. time. To figure we got time out. to figure it all out. Yeah, and then maybe I could bring my boy um, Tyrell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You mentioned Tyrell. Tyrell will be here tomorrow for a whole two weeks. He's a videographer, so he can help you with the setup oh, and that'd all be that great. kind of stuff. Oh, that'd be great. I'm all, I'm plugging Tyrell. Tyrell's uh, man. He does the, all my videos. Hey, you the te- you the plug. Bro, tech plug. Tech that, plug. Child, like that name. I'm not gonna get into that. That name where the name came from. My ex. <laughs> Are you getting into the name right now? Did no, you just say it? Oh, okay. No, no, go, just, no, no, no I'm, not, I'm not going to get the mic close, though. No, no, man, we're good. We, we've been up here for five hours. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we got to like, eat. It's been like two, but yeah, we yeah, got to eat. Yeah, it's been two hours. Okay, yeah, but we got to eat. Uh, bro. I appreciate you. Brian. I appreciate you. Man. I, well, let me tell you what I appreciate about you is we had the conversation. You had the scaffold. You had an idea. And you talked about it. You had You built your framework. And then how everything, it came together and you showed up, man, you, you sent me this whole Microsoft Word document with everything outlined, the questions very well thought through. You came up here with a whole production in your bag that you checked. Right. For that, yeah. Yeah. I say thank you. Oh, man. Because you, you showed up, not because what I value most about most people is if you have an idea and you follow through on that thing yeah. and you're doing it in excellence, bruh, thank you. 
for sure. Thank you. Like, appreciate real, you. Thank man. you. I appreciate you. And mm. I, I would all say, I appreciate you. I um, appreciate the fact that you created a real space, man. Mm. Like, it, it's one thing, wherever I go, I try to bring an energy, a, a vibe with me that's, that's inviting and, and it is positive and, mm-hmm. and is inspiring or brings hope or, mm-hmm. or is affirming at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, you put all of that and more into a physical space, oh, man, man, to walk into. So to be able to sit here mm-hmm. in front of a beautiful piece of yeah, art. by the artist Jade here Come in on, New Orleans. By the artist Jade. Shout out to by the artist Jade. Um, but yeah. a beautiful piece of Madam C.J. Walker, mm-hmm. man, here on the corner. Lot, man, at Tech Plug is, um, thanks for for for, um, for your mentorship. Oh, man, Just yeah. In, in very passive ways. Yeah. Just in sharing. Yeah. Man, it's 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 oh, mentorship. Yeah. It 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 means something. Mm. It, it does something mm-hmm. for me, and it keeps me going. And and um, awesome. but for for building this, man, for for the people, bro. This wow. is uh, yeah. This is this is significant, and yeah. uh, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you yeah. sharing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's do let's do let's do let's do um. Part two. Part two. Grab your why. Grab your why. Well, I'll let y'all next time. Peace. Welcome back <laughs> to Grab Your Why again. This is part of the process. Um, so, man, our last conversation, it, it was going so well. And then I didn't know how to end it because it kind of mm. kept flowing and I completely forgot. I got a, I got a whole final segment to, to close us out. And I just, okay, yeah, completely forgot. So um, chalk that up to, to, to being new and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and learning, learning. So. Okay, okay. So this last segment, um, it's a rapid fire question, Q and A, um, don't overthink it. No analysis paralysis, um, no wrong answers, no right answers, only your answers. So how many questions we have? I got 21 questions. 21 questions, bro. That's not rapid. That's a, we got to get into a whole, it could be a whole other episode, (laughs) but, but, uh, and depending on how it goes, it could some of this could be um, could be the, the the premise, if you will, for for part two. Um, we'll see. Okay. But it's, it's, I'm trying to give folks a snapshot um, of, of different black men, just a variety of who we are. So I'm asking every guest the same set of questions. And really, what I want to do, the, the the analytical mind wants to put mm-hmm. into a spreadsheet look for trends, right? Do a whole, <laughs> okay. and then like do a whole episode, just breaking down, not going to hold you segment. Um, I'm mm-hmm. probably giving away too much, but that that's kind of where I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm going to do a break down after every season and try to show mm-hmm. you the variety of, of responses to these questions and, you know, see okay. what comes of it. Okay, um, let's do it. Cool. All right, first question. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. All right. What's your favorite way to unwind after a long day? Sleep. Respect. Would you rather go on a road trip or a cruise? Uh, definitely a road trip. Favorite childhood memory? Thing that just popped up in my mind is sitting on the porch at my Uncle Charles' house um, in Thomaston, Georgia. In the in the midst of summer, my cousins are there, Mia, my sister there is Misi, and we're sitting out there. And, and uh, the waterman guy coming on the waterman truck, 
he gives us some quarters so we can go get some stuff off of the uh, off the truck, like some like some peaches and things of that sort. So that's my that just popped in my mind. That's what's up. Favorite TV show? I don't watch a lot of TV, but I would have to say all time favorite um, Golden Girls. All right, all right, yeah, put them girls right there. <laughs> A mess. Before that time, they were just a mess. <laughs> I like that. Uh, what's something you've always wanted to do, but haven't had the courage to try? Oh, man, these are good questions. I, um, maybe skydiving? Don't think I ever do it, but Enough. Fair enough. Would you rather have a pet dog or a pet cat? Neither. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, all right. <laughs> we we, we got to talk about that in part two. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite type of music? Um, give me some neo soul, nineteen like late nineties neo soul, some Maxwell, some Erica Badu, mm-hmm. Jill Scott mm-hmm. coming on the scene, all of that. I love it. Uh, what's one thing you've learned about yourself this year? Something that I posted on Instagram the other day when I was at a at a dinner with friends is um, go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. I like it. What's something about you that people might be surprised to learn? There's so much. I'm such a, like a closed book. But one thing they were talking about, I think, that caught people by surprise was um, I was a varsity cheerleader at Florida State University. And even you did that. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know, right? Yeah, it was something that just, you know, I get a little backstory. It was my freshman year because I started college at Florida State. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not something I, I want to do in high school. But when I got to Florida State, I was like, man, there's no black guys down there. I was like, oh, I wonder what it takes to do it. So freshman year, I looked at it. Then I started training to do figure out how to do it. And then I think was it my sophomore year there? The second year that I was there, I made the varsity squad because I trained throughout the entire like summer and stuff, trying to figure out how to do stunts and tumble and stuff. So, yeah. That's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Don't be so hard on yourself. It, it, it all works out. Like, breathe, bro. Breathe. Don't walk around with you holding your breath. Mm. Come on. What's something you've accomplished that you're really proud of? Um, starting Tech Club. But it's been um it's been a it's been a journey of one of Tech Club is a company that I have that started four years ago to address health disparities in vulnerable populations. And um it's been somewhat of a mirror to me where I have to stand up in things I'm insecure about. So I think that's what it is coupled with doing the work but the self-work that it's taken in order to do to do this work mm-hmm. something i'm very proud of mm-hmm. 
What's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? I'm not spontaneous, why? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the most. Ooh, what? The most, what is it? Um, Gosh, um, oh, several years ago, I hopped in the car uh, with a friend I had just met, and we we rolled from Philly to, to Brooklyn um, on a whim. Uh, in, the, in the course of that weekend, I met Biblical Fox, Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Young. That was like <laughs> very random. Very random. Very. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun, though. I dig it. Uh, what's your favorite soul food dish? Sweet potato pie considered a soul food dish. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I put my mom's up against anybody's. Oh, but yeah. It's in about me. It's in about me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you rather go? Oh, no. What's your favorite book? I have a favorite book. There's a book that I kept reading. I can't even remember the name of it. So maybe it's not my favorite book. Where, what is that? Where is I can't even find it now. So Ayana Van Zandt had written a book back in the late 90s. Called, I think it's called Spirit of a Man. Hmm. And I read it back in 98. I remember I was in D.C. Man, his life. And I remember from 98 onward to maybe about 2003, I read it every year. Um, it, it gave me, because I didn't have a lot of guidance, you know, into my manhood. And so that just gave me some guidance. Um, it's called Spirit of a Man by Ayana Van Zandt. So I think not just being a favorite book, it was something that helped me to navigate um, my early, 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 um, you know, experience as a young man, young black man in these streets. Streets. In these here. Streets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Streets. I like that. Yeah. I've never heard of it, so I'm, I'm, I'm making a note. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I'm saying it right. Hold on before you, um, but I, I believe that's what it is. I see the cover and I've been looking for it. It's so, the, the book is so worn. Mm -hmm. Now I can't even find the thing. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Spirit of a Man. Spirit of a man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this one, we probably know the answer, but would you rather go bungee jumping or skydiving? Oh, skydiving. Okay. What's your favorite quote? I have one. That's a good one, man. I don't think I have a favorite. I have a quote. There's a quote that I put in my 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 thesis dissertation from Emory by Marianne Williamson that um, she got from Nelson Mandela Della about. Um, I don't know if that's my favorite quote. I can't even think of one. I, that's the only one that I can kind of think to that I that I lean into. And, and I can't even quote it. So it's probably my favorite quote. I don't know if I have a favorite quote, if I'm being honest with myself. Hmm. What, what was that one though? Do you remember it? Um, I'm trying to think of it. It's, it's, it's around um, who to say that you're too weak or I don't know, bro. Mm -hmm. Get me a lot. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Man, man, you do this now. I gotta, um, yeah, you gotta look it up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this people are like this boy so wet. He don't have a favorite quote. So let's scratch. <laughs> I don't have a favorite quote. Um, um, the favorite book was oh, that's what it was. Our deepest fear. That's what it was. Our deepest fear is that we're we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that must frighten us. We ask ourselves, "Who am I?" That thing right there. That thing deep. Yeah. That's that's another yep. episode. You, you can you can unpack that for a long yep. time. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather have a green thumb or be a master chef? Oh, I love it. Um, first thing came to green thumb. So I like the idea of planting seeds, watering things to help them to grow. So. Mm. You're going deep on us. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, give me one unpopular opinion. What's your unpopular opinion? One, what unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinion. You know, that, that hot take, you know, folks talk about, you, what's your hot take? All right. The thing that maybe most folks might say, like, I don't agree with that, but what's your one oh, unpopular really? opinion? Unpopular opinion would be like, mm-hmm. I'm challenging you this morning, man. We, you really are, man. This is early, too. So I'm trying to think this is like, supposed to be oh, easy. <laughs> You're right. Come up and think it all deep. Oh, I'm like, what does this mean? Father? Father God? Um, <laughs> unpopular opinion. I think that... Um, Oh, um, unpopular opinion. I'm scanning everything. Hmm. I'm trying to think through arguments I've had with people that we disagreed around. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I can't think of one. Can we come back to that one? Yeah, yeah. We got two more. Okay. Oh, okay. We're we rounding it out. So, would you rather travel back in time or to the future? Back in time. Take me to the Harlem Renaissance. Mm, that's where you went. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'll wait. Uh-huh. Yes. Give me some Langston Hughes up in. A Harlem brownstone. Yeah. We up there having the best kind of wine, reading Zell versus. I'm talking boy, yeah. having our best life. This is a boy. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. All right, last one. What's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, I got this, and this is have stuck with me. This is from Costas Simoglu. He is a Greek guy. He's Greek, um, living in Atlanta. He raised his daughter by himself. He said, Cornelius, he says, your relationships that you build with business, um, they're personal. So you treat them as such. You do business with people that you like. And that has always stuck with me. And not, you know, just doing something transactionally just to make something happen. But I truly do business with people that I like. Um, and he gave that to me. Back in man, 2008, um, um, he gave me that advice. So I, I really appreciate Costas for that. All right. All right. Mm-hmm.
You want to go back to your unpopular opinion? Or? Non-popular opinion, sir. What is it? <laughs> there, there's a there's a meme going around on Twitter, and it's the image. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what animation or what cartoon it's from, but it's a mm-hmm. guy, and there's a bunch of swords at his neck, and he's kind of looking up like this, and mm-hmm. um, but kind of defiantly, like, "Hey, I said what I said." You know what I mean? Y'all can yeah. keep the source to my neck. I say what I say. And so people post that and say, what's uh-huh. your unpopular opinion about food? What's your unpopular opinion about parenting? What's your un-? And so oh. there are different kind of themes and folks will kind of post, you know, their their opinion. And so I, I'm making it very broad, but. You are, yeah. Because I'm, yeah. like, I'm trying to like trying to figure out what I had an argument about lately that was like very unpopular. Uh- <laughs> I, I, can, I can narrow it for you. If you okay, want, please. because yes. this is grab your why, right? We're talking okay. about men, masculinity, identity. Mm-hmm. What's one unpopular opinion about black men? Uh, maybe I'm maybe, maybe I'm going too far here, but that's that's broad too, bro. Like, um, <laughs> unpopular opinion about black men. Um, I do feel like we're, this is like a little bit off top, but I believe like we're in this kind of renaissance as it relates to black men. Cause I'm, I was just looking at Instagram and there's one guy, he's an LGBTQI um, advocate. And, and it was something that, that caught me in this and it, and it was around no matter where you are, if you're queer, bisexual, heterosexual around like truly expressing love with any not no sexual connotations to it like really really embracing black men like not just through words but through physical touch because we grow up with not having that and mm-hmm. i think it has made us to who we are what what society see us as and so it was something around like really embracing like physical touch with other black men not not from a sexual context but really from bro let, let me come and embrace you because you know some of us have never been hugged and that's why we up here batshit crazy because yeah. um, we haven't experienced that type. And I think that's unpopular, particularly even with straight men. I was my, I'm going to say this, and I thought it was very interesting. My, um, my brother-in-law's in town, my family's in town and, and he's the guy's guy, right? So he mm-hmm. played football, he's like six, three, mm-hmm. and we were on Bourbon street last night. And so we went into this, this daiquiri shop and there were these things um, these drinks in these containers called cocktail. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, give me one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is like, this is the stiffest drink you'll ever have. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll take it. All right. He's like, oh, I'll put mine in a cup. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. yeah. and, and I just, I, and I don't know, I liken that to what I just said. I don't think we've been able to ex- be able to be vulnerable with another man and embrace him without it being something that's sexual. Um, and I think it's very unpopular, even for us. For yeah. some of us, because we don't want to be considered soft and or whatever that um, kind of brings up in us. I think it really comes from just never having experienced it. So it's just very unfamiliar. And I think it's unpopular to be like, well, let me come and give you a hug. I did that a lot in Atlanta. I was like, come give me a hug. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, wait a minute. And I was like, oh, I'm going to love on you. And it was, yeah. I think it's very unpopular. Like yeah. people don't really receive that well. So let me give you some physical touch. Yeah. You know. Anyways, I don't know that that's it, but no, that's no, what no, that's it. That look, that's a, and that's a great way to end it because I mean that's that is a conversation that I hope to 
dive deep into over the course mm-hmm. of this podcast with, yeah. with you know, maybe not every guest, but, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. And I, and I also agree that that is an unpopular opinion amongst a lot mm-hmm. of people, not mm-hmm. just black men, um, mm-hmm. but, but maybe especially black men. Um, mm-hmm around that physical that physical touch piece and the need to be embraced mm-hmm. and and not to not to keep the conversation as I was but you know shut it yeah. get in and quit it right get in get out mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. it you know made me think about um when I was at smash there was um I think it was our second it might have been our third summer and mm-hmm. um I can't remember what went down and so the, the guys they lived on campus for five weeks the whole five weeks mm-hmm. like they were there and these are high school sophomores, juniors and seniors were going into their sophomore, junior, senior years. And I lived on campus with them in Graves Hall. I stayed in Graves Hall in the dorms. Ooh. I'm like, right, I'm, I'm locked, I'm in. locked in. Man. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, every now and then my style was like, I just, I made sure I developed real deep relationships with these guys. And like, you gonna watch me model it and do it. If I ask you to do something, or I say we're doing something, you know that you've seen me do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, but there were times where I had to definitely like that tough love, right? Like, hey, you're you're better than this. Let's 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 get it together. And I I think one day I probably like went in on them. Out of, I can't remember what the guys were doing, but something they they were just out of pocket, and mm-hmm. I went in, and uh, all of them in in uh, in neighbor Matt McBay in one of the, the big lecture halls and afterwards um and i made sure to do this i, I brought them out or I, I you know dismissed them i went to the door i told them i love them right and i always mm-hmm. express that to y'all like i, I genuinely love y'all you know mm-hmm. um and i made all each one of them give me a hug before leaving yeah. and um and that was really important because you know i i you know it wasn't quite that that thing like the parenting like i'm gonna beat you and then i'm gonna tell you i love you or buy you some mcdonald's so it wasn't that um mm-hmm. because i definitely never got physical with any students in that way i want to be very clear about that right mm-hmm. but um but there was a level of like hey i'm being tough on you because i believe in you because i think you can do better than you are doing but i need mm-hmm. to also make sure that you understand that i love you and that i can i can love you from a a, a a soft yeah. place as well and yeah. some of the guys had some resistance to it and i'm like mm-hmm. and those are the ones and i i made sure i went back and followed up to try to figure out like hey look you you got a you got a problem with me and is something wrong with me am i funky like what's going on and i just can't let's talk through that man let's get through that because mm-hmm. i sh- you should be able to give me a hug especially if you know you need one or if you know you're missing something or you need something mm-hmm. let me be the guy who you who you can come to and, um, mm-hmm. you know, let me be the guy you can come to and, and give a hug and know that um, there's nothing to it except that right. that is another expression of me saying, I care about you, Dan. So mm-hmm. you made me think about that. And that's something that I definitely, yeah, I, I love that you said that explicitly because I, I mm-hmm. want to, I want to have that conversation. Dope. Yes. Yes. Come yeah. on, healing. Come on. Set, set us free. Got to, bro. Got to. Yes, indeed. Yo. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. For sure, man. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, we, we had the conversation, what, three three weeks ago, a month ago? I can't even remember at this point. Maybe a yeah. month ago now. Um, Maybe a month ago. Somebody's ringing my doorbell. So you go. Okay, go ahead. That, get your that's movie. my cue. But, yo, that's it. I, I love you, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate you. Man. you. I, 
And yeah, um, yeah man, this this is going to be a great episode. So y'all, this is Grab Your Wife. This is Cordelius Bankston, my guy. Thank you, man. Peace. All right, man. Enjoy your weekend. All right, bro, you too.